A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. Today we are talking about chapters 9 through 14. Hey there, this is Cross. And I'm PJ. And I'm Aaron. And I am Thomas. <laughs> Where's Ben? Where's Ben? Where is Ben? Oh, I'm Where'd Ben. Ben go? Wait. Um. <laughs> I'm Aaron. Okay. Cross is on vacation. I don't know why I can't get a vacation, but We're all I guess I have to do this. Here. PJ's back What's in a... Minnesota. Ben's back from What's vacation. It's a made-up word that I stole from site. Oh. Aaron I was in, in San I Francisco. Are... Aaron was in San Francisco. I'm being worked to death around here. The energy is going to be a little unhinged as per usual. Thomas, you get a vacation next. Yep, this weekend. Nice. A little getaway twitch trip. Nice. So, we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking you should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. Guys, what are you drinking? You know, I like this. I, I, I like Aaron's <laughs> rendition of the patter at the beginning. I'm it's pretending to be cross. Much better. It's a little passive aggressive <laughs> in a way. A little sarcastic. <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah. What, Perfect. What's everyone drinking? I'm drinking a coconut quirk, which is our local brewery's version of a seltzer. Okay. Key lime coconut. PJ? I had the uh, opportunity, uh, obligation to, to make this week's cocktail. Featured cocktail. And it is truly, truly heinous. I reserve <laughs> the right to take this name and make something better from it. I think that's fair. But I'm working with what I've got. I, I moved into this house. We didn't move into the same house that we moved out of when we left. So I'm I'm working with like bottom of the barrel stuff, but I was able to make something that fit the theme of green turning black. Ooh. So that's the name of the cocktail, green turn, green turning black, and uh, I we need to redeem this name because it's a great name for a fucking horrible cocktail. So one and a half ounces of 151 rum. One ounce of simple syrup, one ounce of lime juice, one egg white, two dashes of orange bitters, a quarter packet of lemon lime Kool-Aid, why? and balsamic glaze for garnish. <laughs> well, Did you PJ, find that online? PJ, nope, if we can it. give them the inside baseball, here's what happened. I was <laughs> like, you know, Cross is like, you know, still on vacation, can't make it this week. I'm like, uh-oh, we got to come up with a future cocktail. So I text... PJ, I'm like PJ. I'm on. I, I'm at a conference. You're probably the best bet to have ingredients for this. Hear me out. Midori sour, black food dye, just a drop. Green turning black. He's like, I don't have those ingredients. Currently, <laughs> what do so I we got? Picked Kool Aid. What's balsamic <laughs> glaze? Is that like what you put on your chicken? Yeah, it's like, like if you did a burrata, balsamic yeah. vinegar. And sugar. It's like what you dip your bread in at the restaurant. Some, some kind of. It's yeah. like that's if you did a burrata, thicker, yeah. thicker, thicker and sweeter, more of a syrupy type. Thing. It's like for drinking. No, 
Yeah. If you've ever no, if you've ever had like caprese salad, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll go on that. Okay, that's why I'm like, why is it in your drink? It's all bruschetta a lot. That's all black. we had. That's all we had to work with. <laughs> Call him PJ Diver. Oh man, <laughs> it it's way too much Kool Aid. And <laughs> oh yeah, that's and <laughs> it's that's a majority of the flavor, truly. But it's thick and like you're really not selling it. Overly sweet. It's not good. Well, <laughs> if it, it's really sounds bad. like it had the opportunity to be good, but it just didn't quite get there. I Maybe think without that, the Kool-Aid or balsamic. It's honestly kind of, it's like yeah. perfectly fitting for what green turning black means. You get something good, you take a little too much of it, and it just becomes the worst thing possible. A serial killer. <laughs> nice way to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. All right, Thomas, what are you drinking? I am drinking the only ad I allow, Arnold Palmer, half and half, Arizona iced tea. Just delicious. One of the best drinks ever invented by man. Is that very sweet? I'm just, I'm addicted to it, so I couldn't even tell you. I don't think it's very sweet, but some would probably (laughs) say so. Is it sweet tea or is it just? Oh, it's it's just regular iced tea lemonade. Black tea with with lemonade. Mm -hmm. They do have a, they used to at least have a southern version with pink lemonade and sweet tea. And that was very oh, sweet. Damn, that would make your teeth fall out. What are you drinking? You're you're out. Yeah, man. I am drinking bullet bourbon with some ice. And you it's classy lovely. bitch. We were nice. while out camping. We did bring along a couple of Nalgene's full of whiskey, and so I was just drinking. You know, some neat whiskey all week, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of carrying that on because it was lovely. Love that. Got some hair on your chest. Yeah, I very good. Hate whiskey with ice. I don't know why. It just doesn't taste good to me. But I love a neat whiskey. Did you, Thomas? Did you do the Oreo thing? No. <laughs> and it's I was hoping good. for a challenge so that I could be like. I'm not going to fucking do it. And that was going to be my contribution. Well, I texted Miles. I said, hey, I challenge you. And he was like, okay, I'll stay off Instagram for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was going to be like, you idiots. <laughs> mm-hmm. How was it but with the s'mores? Mine was bad. The, the graham, crackers graham crackers just absorbed all of the liquor. And it just didn't yeah. taste good. <laughs> My thing was, I I just don't even like whiskey, so oh, it just I knew you were gonna hate it. It just tasted I was so like surprised. even when I poured it, I was like, Ugh, you know. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. didn't love it. I don't. The idea. I was proud of I'd you, imagine though. there's Thank like, you. were there crumbs in the whiskey after you dipped it? Oh, but I that just is so the gross. Whole thing in it. Yeah, it wasn't good, and it does bubble, which was interesting. It was like bloop, bloop, bloop. you could hear it on the video. No, so I took the bite and then I I didn't eat the rest of it. I was really glad I got out of that whole thing. Yeah. And imagine. Convenient. And you didn't even eat a bug. What's that? You didn't even eat a bug. No, I didn't. That same dude ate a leech. Are you sure about that? Not even like on accident hiking through the woods, bug flies in your mouth. Oh, I definitely got some mosquitoes in the mouth for sure. You know, they Mm -hmm. they fly around your mouth and then you Do you wear a, (gasps) a face net? Sometimes it depends on how bad that they get. They were only bad for like an hour at a time. We were on a pretty windy point with our campsite, so they were knocked back a lot during the day. They couldn't really handle it. Hmm. Then they would like 
buzz in the forest behind us and it was like audible very loud they're like coming for you (laughs) and they would do that for like 30 minutes and then they would come out for like a solid hour and you had to put your stuff on and then cool down a little bit and they would go back dang yeah but i do remember we came back to the campsite one night and it was just like this very audible like i was like what the fuck is they're like watching you it is mosquitoes (laughs) that's scary (laughs) there's a lot of them they they came down from the forest yeah they came down from the forest (laughs) hey oh speaking from down from the forest pj ben and aaron how'd you feel about this week's reading not getting any better what just things are not improving i don't feel like some Mm -hmm. things are improving some things are like when and Hilo's relationship. That was good. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, just the, the vibes the are still pretty low. I really didn't like the whole tell Nico that I killed your mom, but she deserved it thing. That was all kinds of fucked up to me. But I guess it's better to tell him now when he's impressionable and not when he can, you know. I was surprised everyone. that he was going to tell him. So I guess I'll give him credit for telling him. But he still made it sound but like... it was all very manipulative. It was very like, yeah. I had to do it. I didn't yeah. want to, but I had to. Right. And then, yeah, Tar... Bad deal. That wasn't good. He murdered his girlfriend. Fiance. Fiance. You know, I thought Hilo wasn't very green there at the end. He wasn't as green mm-hmm. as Shay when she killed her boyfriend. Hmm. Which, I mean, maybe... That can be seen as a sign of growth. Hey, we'll get into it. We will maybe chop it up. What she should have yeah. done to Tar. I there there was a whole lot of emotional tension, and some of it came to a head, and some of it didn't. Like I really thought we were going to lose Shay, and I thought, oh yeah, given the conversation with Nico, I thought he was going to like push back in some way. He seems like a smart kid. And then we lost Tar. And yeah, it was a pretty depressing week, all in all. Oh, except pretty, for uh, Barrow got a job offer. We got Barrow did get a job offer. There were offer. some good Congrats, vibes this dude. week, though. But it's just, there was a lot of heavy stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. Let's dig down into it. All right. If you say so. Get your shovels. First thing we hit. Chapter 9, The Seventh Discipline, The Sixth Year, Ninth Month. Hilo goes to the Seventh Discipline Greenbone Gym to learn more about an Espenian trained soldier who has been making a name for himself in the training circuit. To Hilo, this means a little improvised sparring session before a conversation with the man revealed to be Jim Sunto, a Espenian retired naval angel and current IBJCS trainer. Hilo has an offer for Sunto, designed to counter the mountain's hold on patriotism by recruiting him to train the Tetanese military. Returning home, Hilo finds that Wen has prepared an incredible meal and planned a romantic dinner for the two of them. Although it initially goes well, Hilo is unable to power through his pain and loses control, storming out when Wen asks if he wants a divorce. Hilo spends a few hours in the car smoking and wrestling with his emotions before returning to make amends with his wife. I feel like this so far in the book, it feels like all the chapters are kind of twofers in a lot of ways, and it's kind of hard to discuss 
because there's a lot going on and it's hard to like keep everything in order and not jump to the end because a lot of the times it feels like there's physical action up top and then emotional drama to at the tail end it's a good way to put it two first mm-hmm. so as i felt like the plan to go talk to the angel mm-hmm. the naval angel which is such a dope like, yeah. title to have it was great like such a such a well planned course of action and seems to have been well received I was going to say mutual respect between the two of them, but he definitely doesn't respect Hilo. <laughs> but Hilo finds it, like, but, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see Hilo get to, like, spar with someone who's not going to hold back, probably, too. Yeah, I also thought IBJCS before this sounded like rinky-dink bullshit, but now mm-hmm. it actually seems like... It's a pretty good combat system. Yeah, he only needs a little bit of Jade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like it's also focused with it. Yeah, because in Jade War, we get the Hilo and Chancellor Sone like, watching a training exercise. And mm-hmm. Hilo's like, impressed, but kind of in a bemused way, it seems. Like, like, oh, they're not like, they're a little bit effective with this thing. Like, it's interesting. And then he sees it right. up close, and he's like, he's caught off guard by some of the moves that Sento uses. And you do see, like you said, the minimalism of it. It's almost more, it's like fully martial art with a little touch of jade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. As a tool rather than, like a scalpel instead of a sledgehammer mm-hmm. yeah. kind of deal. And there's also, it makes sense because, you know, there's a military versus, so like it's all utility and the green bones use it. It's like boastful and cultural as well. Yeah, there's more discipline with the IBJCS. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I'm interested to see how Hilo spins this to make the calls look good again, you know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it works out. Seemed like it was starting to pay off PR-wise. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting sort of like PR stuff going on this week with the Tobin mouthpiece for the mountain. And then we see Woon Papidanwa in his role as Seal Giver. Yeah, doing a lot of PR and other things. They have to though. They're Oh yeah, I forgot about Woon. <laughs> yeah. See, there were a couple winners this week. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Yeah, so what did you think of we jumped ahead of it a little bit, but there's a motivational poster on the wall of the gym, which I thought was I don't know, it just it was kind of funny and nice scene building. But the quote on it was Perfection of character is the seventh discipline of a Jade Warrior. That strike you as reading it, was it truthful or just kind of wishful thinking? I read it as like, that's what they learned in their schooling. And then whoever opened this gym, like, thought it was something catchy to, to name the gym after. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would that say it's probably an ideal that they strive towards or is thought of as correct, but. I don't think there's a lot of people that are successful at it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then another interesting tidbit with the sparring with Joe before they get to the conversation part is that some of the kids pull out like a camera to try to record the action. 
just struck me as very modern mm-hmm. and nice little hints of and where things like, start no. going. Yeah. Funny, it's like a 35 millimeter camera too. It's he's like, like not mm-hmm. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they're just. I didn't sign a release. I to TMZ. Yeah, that that's a whole extra sort of layer to all of this PR stuff is the incoming prevalence of handheld camera systems. Mm-hmm. We see like the extreme of it where everything is instantly accessible and recorded and published online, but this is brand spanking new to to the calls now versus like call send. So they have nothing to lean on as far as lessons learned from their elders. There are always everybody's treading new water, mm-hmm. treading new ground. Yeah, treading new ground. <laughs> yeah, but I think that covers the first half of the chapter, which brings us to sort of the emotional climax of this chapter. When prepares this dinner, goes through all the efforts she does it herself. And it's Hilo's just kind of like begrudgingly giving her credit for this hard work, kind of rude, has a weird comment about how it doesn't her dress doesn't look quite as pretty as it did the first time, and then kind I, of like that was I don't know. I was like it's dude. presented as sweet, like he's not trying to be a dick, but it's just like But don't you know very don't, dickish. You're not, like when your wife's like eight months pregnant, you're not like, Well, you were skinnier before. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's tough. <laughs> Come on, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah, when he first said it, I was like, Jesus. And then he kind of mm -hmm. recovered with that. Yeah, the only because nothing does. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, I mean, he didn't really (laughs) recover. He like tried to, which is a good start, but then things quickly unravel as she starts to kind of stutter, have difficulties getting her ideas out. One of the interesting things that pays off, I always forget how quickly things pay off. And so we get, you know, Tar and Ian Rowe. Wen's not a big fan of their engagement. And Hilo's like, just relax about it. Yeah, as soon as she said that, I was like, that's going to go bad somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to work. Well, they were on and off again a lot. Yeah, they were already so on and off again. It was like, you know, Wen knew that getting married wasn't going to help, like, you know, smooth things over. Never going to mm-hmm. work. I feel Two like... warriors. In a lot of fantasy sci-fi stories, you can kind of like tell when a character is about to be a side character is about to be killed off because all of a sudden they start doing something really awesome or getting a lot of everyone's talking about how cool they are. And Fonda kind of does this thing where like the concepts introduced and you're like, okay, something's fucking coming up with this. Like, yeah, definitely a little tease. Mm-hmm. We also get another tease with the revelation that Andon he comes back from his mission in Espenia or in. Yeah, and Espenia, and tells Hilo that Tar is green turning black, which obviously the name of our future cocktail. And then once again, you know, we got the naval angels. We have a whole, like, every fucking thing in this series. What a cool name for a thing. Fonda Lee just incredible at this. And it's a definite skill. And it's yeah. like Hexis. Yes. In Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great reference. Hexis. <laughs> when he when he black blobs into the you know mm-hmm. tree cutter downer. Gosh, what a good movie! <laughs> What's that machine called? 
that thing was terrifying. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. He's like drinking the gas. Yeah. Like, <sighs> oh my god. Sorry, side sidebar. That's, That's going to be the next PJ's black. media whimsy episode. <laughs> what it's called? Symposium. PJ's symposium <laughs> of media and whimsy. Yeah. Can we do a droop <laughs> Fern Gully episode? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love Fern Gully. Great movie. I've never seen it. What? Oh. Come on. That was like one you're of those old days. enough. That was like one of those legitimately scary cartoons, but like Growing in a good up. way. Hey, have you seen Avatar? It's the same fucking story. Except yeah, better. Similar. Yeah. Does Avatar was first. And um Avatar doesn't even have tone lock. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and that that blonde guy with the discman. Yeah. <laughs> Was real hot when I was a kid. <laughs> what a fletch. Anyway. So let's let me go back. Andin yes. once again has information that is important and nobody listens to him. Well Yeah. They did, just not enough. He was like, you know, yeah, I mean he looked kind of soft retiring the- tar a little bit. Right. Yeah. His solution to the problem was just not the right one. Mm-hmm. Could, I mean, I wonder if it could have been the right one if the action was taken a couple of years earlier or even six months earlier. Mm. Or like maybe you once know, Ken if, died, maybe he needed some I feel like, therapy. Yeah, once Ken died, it was off. He was off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Also known as Kane. Mm-hmm. Kane, sorry. Kane, made Kane. Raising Canes. Raising Canes. No free ads. Are you ready for some <laughs> fresh hot chicken? Chicken, chicken, chicken. Do you guys have canes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> oh, good. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Anywho, we can we'll get into that a little bit more in the final chapter of this week's reading. But the conversation continues to spiral when, at a loss of words. It doesn't seem like initially this is what she's trying to get at, but because she's unable to put her thoughts into words, she asks Hilo if he wants a divorce, and Hilo erupts. This was a boss move from when I I, I needed to be called out. I was surprised Mm -hmm. Hilo didn't punch some drywall. Yeah. I feel like he was chatting out. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Overreact big time. But it's like what... I don't know why he reacted so strongly like that. It was kind of immature because, like, mm-hmm. clearly, because I know he he thinks he knows. Sorry, he knows how fucked up he's been acting. Yeah, and it's so like, like he finally got called on all what, this bullshit. Well, yeah. What what does he expect? Like, she's just supposed to be punished for the rest of her life because she mm-hmm. like right. went behind his back. Yeah, it's. I like, think she has it hard enough with her physical disabilities to me it read Mm -hmm. as like a major moment of just defensiveness and like all of his guilt and anger at her like all kind of you know swirling together into this eruption Mm -hmm. so do we think that when kind of set that up on purpose knowing how he would react in that you know, ultimately, he goes out to the car and kind of rationalizes, thinks everything out for himself. I think she was just like, I can't do this anymore. This, like, mm. ice-cold shoulder 
Like yeah. she she was ready to have it out for good or bad. I feel like mm-hmm. she's going into that conversation wanting it to be like their old conversations, but she's just like not physically capable of doing that anymore. So then it's mm-hmm. just like you just have to lay the cards down on the table at that point just because it's all she can't have the long drawn out conversation and actually explain herself and actually like bring Hilo around. She just has to like confront him, make him see that he's acting stupid. And then mm-hmm. let him figure it out on his own. So I don't think she necessarily meant to. I think she kind of just had to. I mm-hmm. think she meant to go into the conversation being like, I want to do this like old style. But yeah, she says something like, finally have an honest conversation. Yeah. So she like yeah. sends the kids away. And she does start mm-hmm. to say something else and then is unable to voice it and then does the divorce thing. So it does, I think, like you were saying, Ben, like she had an initial idea to do this the old fashioned way, but then mm-hmm. she's like, plan B. Hilo just needs to get fucking pissed at me. Like, just get it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think there's also something to be said about his read on things. And if if they could have the more at-length conversation, he wouldn't interpret it as her asking for a divorce as much, which I think was his gut reaction, as opposed to her asking if that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a nuance, and I sh- her words still conveyed that, but I think he pretty clearly... Yeah. I don't know, actually, because I think there's also the sort of ingrained sentiment that that is unacceptable, and that is a failure, and like unspeakably wrong. So, I, any way you cut it, I don't think he was going to be okay with it and i think you guys are right like just kind of a ripped band-aid off for lack of a better way to do it was her only option as a defensive person who has to like think about the way they react to stuff a lot especially in emotional moments i feel that his reaction read very defensive to me in that moment like him just like throwing it back on here like you want a divorce like Mm -hmm. that that read very defensive to me Mm-hmm. And then I agree. our dude fucking just storms out, forgets all his shit, goes into the car, and it's just Smokes a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> thinks through fucking everything, which was obviously very needed, but it's I, it was like it was very serious and ends up, I think, being touching in a lot of ways, or in some ways at least. But it's kind of funny at first when he's just like, I could yeah. fucking sleep in my car like a loser. I could go ask Shay <laughs> to sleep on her couch. Interesting, he doesn't ask or like consider sleeping on Juen's couch, who also lives in the compound, or his mother's couch. I thought, I kind of wish there was a chapter where he, but I do wish we did get to see him and Shay cry into their cups of hochi together and commiserate about being bad at love in the moment. Yeah, when he was going through those options, I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. But I think he made the right decision. I like the way that yeah. this resolved, yes. though. Ultimately, you don't need Shay. You just need a bunch of cigarettes. Better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just fucking rips them out. He smoked. He. I picture it like, does it say he screams basically and then smokes three cigarettes in a row? Dude was just <laughs> fucking yep. down bad. And there's also, I was thinking, you know, Silk Sonic smoking out the window. Like Hilo, one hundred percent was on that shit. Like if that song was out, he's just smoking out the window. Well. 
and he's not even smoking out the window, right? Because he doesn't have the keys. Oh, yeah. So presumably the windows just, are up. He's just hotboxing <laughs> his luxury car worse. with a bunch of cigarettes. Nice. Incredible. But he does ultimately arrive at what seems to be the right conclusion, as far as we know at this juncture, and resolves to try to make things better with Wen. Yes, I was extremely happily, happy about that part, mm-hmm. the makeup, and just Hilo finally getting his head on straight. When getting yeah. some head. Wow. He says, before he gets head, he says, he carries Wen up to bed and she asks what time it is, and he says it's late, but not too late, which I thought was very sweet. And obviously was, you yes. know, referring to the overall relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they'll work it out. It seems like it. we're well on our way, especially by the end of these chapters. Yeah. It's interesting, especially like to jump ahead a little bit. Obviously, we see they're still not perfect by the end of this week's readings. And for, you know, because Hilo wears his emotions on his sleeves. Love is an obvious thing to him. And I think that's part of why when going behind his back and doing this, those things with Shay as a white rat is, was the title. I forget. Yeah. Hurt him so much. And he just didn't know how to deal with it because it, love was always so easy to him. And now he has to work for it. And it's also a sign of growth that he's finally able to do that. And it's like, there's a couple little sweet touching things that happen for him. Definitely. But pretty sweet. One thing that we need to mention, Hilo must smell so fucking terrible. <laughs> he just smoked cigarettes for countless hours in his car, an entire patch. And before that, he got in a fight earlier in the day. He was wrestling. I'm sure Wen's used to That's it. That's true. That's true. Also true. That's a good point. One last thing, if you have no more thoughts as a trio about this closing section. When we get a description of Jim Sonto, I jumped over... He has the jade dog tags. Is how I was. Were the entire dog tags jade, or was it like rimmed with jade? I pictured the entire thing as jade, I was which I thought was like really a cool. Jewel in each one. That's probably what it yeah. is. But yeah, that's kind of what I imagined as well. And then he also has the jewel or the gold triangle of the seer, but which is the Spanish golden jade. Yeah, Spanish religion, and he has gold and jade together. Interesting. That doesn't seem like a good omen. In what way? I don't know. Okay. Move. I don't, just just seems like a bad vibe. Don't have out. anything specific yet. Just the fact that it's there. Okay. Makes me feel like something hey, bad's going down. Jim Sunto, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us into chapter 10. You can't win. The sixth year, 10th month. And I hope to God we get into a different year soon because I cannot say sixth very well. How much I have a list when I try to say it. Sixth. <laughs> Shay goes to Lucan to negotiate the transition of the Sitz Hands Unity Clan from Mountain to No Peak affiliation. Everything's going pretty swimmingly until now Suin, the creepy horn of the Mountain Clan, arrives with some henchmen and puts a violent end to things. So we come to the beginning of this chapter. Everything's in flux for Shay. She has a new chief of staff, this young kid, you know, he's pretty nice with it, but he has the unmistakable defect of not being wound poppy. And not being green. Yeah. Which like tough. I know doesn't work out for him. I know he Shay and Moon obviously 
have a pretty special connection with each other, but being able to communicate silently through auras during negotiations Mm -hmm. felt like such a huge upper hand anytime that was like outlined the one like i think there's one very specific time where he's looking over numbers and she's like she knows if something's wrong he'll give a signal through his aura right and like that's just it's a it's a tool that they don't have anymore which it seems weird that her chief of staff isn't wearing jade. Mm-hmm. Like, how aren't there enough green people that could be Who chief of math. staff? Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, and clearly, like, if she ever needed protection, he wouldn't be able to help, and he didn't. And right. he fucking died. Yeah, and it also seems it seems weird to go. Good point. It seems weird to go into a situation like this without another green bone. Agreed. Even like just right. pick up one of Even the local like a, guys, a yeah. protector. Like, you know, yeah, yeah Loke Jin's there. Yeah, that seemed especially considering she was worried that it could have been a trap. Right, but she's just like she, you know, she's not in her best headspace. She doesn't. She takes the train down. Right. She doesn't bring Hilo because she wants to kind of you know this is a separate thing. She's reeling from her makeout sesh with Woon. She's going down just to feel his aura. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty desperate, Shay. <laughs> Yeah, that was she. Shay is just so awkward. She really is, especially with Moon Poppy. Mm-hmm. Just happy yeah. with a lot of things yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is an interesting chapter. We did discussion of why the Satan's Unity Clan is considering shifting alliances. You can see that they have clearly struggled with this decision, and it's not something they came to lightly. And, of course, we get the huge revelation that the mountain is smuggling Jade into Teton. This kind of lost yeah. me a little bit in the gang warfare situation. I was like, what exactly is? Why are they doing that? They're bringing it back in from Skinny Reeves. <laughs> from I thought they were bringing guys. it in from the UE wins. Yeah, from the UE wins. Not... Oh, I guess I'm confused. But why? It, they're bringing it, was, it, yeah. giving it. To put it back into their stores. Don't they have to spend money they're to do jade that? jade laundering, basically. Yeah. yeah, so they're like selling it without diminishing their supply. Rates. Yeah, it is. It is confusing, but I guess it makes sense. It's just you know, jade costs a ton. They're probably stealing it to like the Edetanians on the side with their SN one. But it explains why they can undercut no peak with tribute. Yeah, rate. I think it's. It's supposed to be, like in the first book, how they were basically stealing from the mines above quota, mm-hmm. and that wasn't getting written down anywhere. It's like a similar, but apparently to a larger scale that they're able to do this. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, this is a little above my head. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, now Suin's creepy ass just fucking shows up. Once again, very horror movie-esque, where Shay's sense <laughs> of perception just lights up, and she's like, do you feel that? All these other fucking barely jaded people <laughs> don't until it's too late <laughs> and this time for once his appearance is completely explicable you know he wasn't using his weird mind reading superpowers that only he has the horn of the sits hands unity clan has betrayed his uncle the pillar and sold him out in order to preserve his uncle's life 
and take over Which, the plan. Like, clearly isn't going to work. Right. It's just naive. Yeah. Bad horn. Yeah, I was dumb. Yeah, and it's just clearly they're going to be just behold, utterly beholden to the mountain now, like not even a sliver of independence. But I like thought if that plan successfully Swin, went through. I thought now Swen was nice for not <laughs> murdering Shay, which he clearly could have done. Was he nice or just... I like, thought it was interesting, too. He was talking about retiring. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just staying on one more year. Like, <laughs> just yeah. some small talk about their careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like, though. everything about him is so calculated, though. Like, it's not that he was... He, he didn't spare Shay for any reason other than it wouldn't have benefited them at mm. all. It would have it would have caused them problems for her to die here. Yeah. Yeah. I did like her like little jab about the heart attack thing. Yeah. And his reaction to that. Just a slight slight reaction, mm-hmm. wordless, but we're on to you, motherfucker. We know what you did. But he's like, prove it. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like basically acts like I don't even know, like, just so dismissive of the chief of staff's death. Basically, like, you shouldn't have brought him. He was a, you know, this is for grown-ups. We we kind of agree with now, though. Yeah, he's not wrong. (laughs) Still sad. (laughs) It is still sad, you're right. But yeah, it's like, like, His friends, you know, he can't go carousing. If he could have stealed, then his neck wouldn't have exploded, you know? And Shay probably wouldn't have been shot either. Right, because he was dragging her down. She should have left him, really. I don't know. I If Shay just let him, like, went all in for herself, I wouldn't have been able like, to root for her strongly. Would have been a blemish That's what me. That's what she should do, though. She She's more important than that jadeless kid, you know? Yeah, but she's one of the ones the that... clan by protecting herself. She actually, like, pretends to try to adhere to the seven virtues, though. And I show and protect jadeless civilians, you know? Not that he's a civilian, necessarily, but I don't know. It would just run very counter to which, how she operates. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agreed with Nausen in that moment where he was just like, what are you doing bringing a jadeless motherfucker around here? Mm-hmm. Especially in, to that it's scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's like clearly right. a dangerous situation, even if they trust you know. Yeah. A lot of the blame is on her for burning him into a dangerous situation like that. Yeah. I wonder how things would have been different if Hilo had been invited to the meeting. I think they would have had more preparation. He would have been on guard the entire fucking time. Mm-hmm. He would have I wonder caught, if now Swen would have right even away. come in. At least I would imagine That's the first fist at least is there. Too. Like probably not the horn because everybody can't be down there, but I would imagine there's some fucking people. Nearby, at least, like in the net store building or something. Mm-hmm. There's also in when he's him and Cher discussing her chief of staff, whose name eludes me, his death, and she thinks about killing what, him with the uh, talon knife, and he's Lucho just you're welcome like to try. What what was his name? Now I'm Luto or something. I've got an L, I think. Let's see, Ludo, Luto, yeah, right? So they're discussing Luto being kilt and she's like thinking about drawing her talent knife and just fucking making a go at him 
and he's just like, "You're welcome to Reads try." Your mind, yeah, yeah, dude's like that was wild. Yeah. We gotta get now. There's something going out. on with yeah. him. I don't know. I'm kind of on his side. What do you mean? Because I thought like, that was a cool moment. Oh, I thought it was awesome. He yeah. basically is like a Jedi. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was just very scary yeah. to be. That's that. That that's currently our enemy. Yeah, does come he on, have no super jade? Get some more skills. Let's work a little right. harder. Yeah, I mean they got we get some, now. We have the good powers. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's we have Andon who's being a fucking doctor. Thanks a lot, guy. We need you on the streets, being a, dol- a golden god. Yeah, we need a street street doctor. The last interest. Um, oh, sorry, you go, PJ. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, throughout all of this, after that sort of Jedi mind trick thing, I didn't quite understand. Like, it was cool that we got a lot of sort of background, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand the sort of villain monologue tone that now took from here until the end of the interaction. Just kind of dumping when Shay, yeah, dumping all the information after Shay's like. On Shay. Tell your like pillar she Ipmata's hasn't won. Rise and stuff. Yeah. She's yeah, it does. Like, uh, dude, I know. Everyone knows that story. Did it seem like that? Yeah, I agree with PJ. Villain monologue dumping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, usually he's so taciturn. And so for him to talk this much is definitely new for us, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was just Fonda giving us more info on Ipmata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it just also explains his utter dedication to her. But that's true. I think that I didn't realize that he was as old as old enough that he saw the like mount or the one mountain mm-hmm. tribe, one mountain clan society, one mountain clan, one mountain society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a contemporary of her father and had been retired. And was an instructor at the Mountains Academy before Gaunt Ash was killed and he took over as Horn. So that leads us right into Chapter 11, The Slow War, which pits up pretty immediately after now Suin and the Mountain leave, with Shay crawling through the debris and phoning the first number she didn't think of, which is, of course, Wound Poppy. Only to have his wife answer, which, despite the literally life and death circumstances going on, Still incredibly awkward. Woon takes the phone from his wife and an ambulance and Lote arrive to escort Shay to a local hospital. And as she's there, no peak fists and sits hands loyalists wage a war in the streets over Lucan with the mountain and their Barracoon agents for control of the city. Shay returns home and has another makeout session with Woon. After which, he confesses that despite his best efforts, he still loves Shay. Hilo arrives moments later and dismisses Woon and confronts Shay about her mistreatment of her former shadow. But the pair eventually share a tender conversation amongst the discussion of what Shay learned in Lucan. The chapter ends with Shay's return to the office, watching Woon in his position as Seal Giver on TV. And his wife, Kaya, confronting Shay like a bad bitch. A lot going on in this chapter once again. And as much as me personally, I just kind of want to focus on how it ends because that's fucking awesome. I think we should try to be <laughs> yes. disciplined 
and talk about the chapter as a whole, if we can. So starting it out with that phone mm-hmm. call, I think something that made the awkwardness even worse is that she refers to him as Poppy mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Poppy Jen. Not Poppy Jen. Moon. Poppy Jen. And she's like, I'm literally bleeding out. Give me a break. Yeah. And the Kaya clearly doesn't want to like hand the phone over. Mm-hmm. Kaya's like, maybe she will die. And it's her birthday. Tough. We learn yeah. later. It was her birthday. There's Christophe dinner. I mean, it sucks that this had to be the last straw, but some, something would have happened. Mm-hmm. But it sucks that it was, Shay was like, I was literally like bleeding out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. Clearly, Kaya's in the right. But we'll get to that. We will. Lote seemingly moving on up. You know, he's on special assignment, it seems like, in Luton, even before the street war takes off there. And we also get a tidbit here, which we get more on later, that Ian Rowe is being considered for promotion for First Fist. Love to see it, you know. Girl power in no peak. Cool. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what'll happen. I wonder if she'll make it. <laughs> this is like it's kinda tough because there are like that would be a cool thing to talk about, but we know how it ends like <laughs> fucking three chapters later. Yeah. But where do we think the street war slash business war, I guess for lack of a better term, in Luton is going? Like who's gonna win? Yeah, like do we think it's gonna be an ongoing thing or is it gonna be resolved fairly quickly? To me, it seems like this is still developing just because of how Lukong is growing. It seems like it's just going to be kind of the new front on the war, a new place mm-hmm. for them to kind of do some of the stuff that they were doing previously in Jan Loon. Mm-hmm. I know she, Shay and Hilo have that conversation where they kind of come to the consensus that this is a lost cause no matter how long they can hold out. There's no way they can win, and the mountain will never give up on it. So I'm wondering if they'll use this as an opportunity to feign a surrender of the city and, like, sit and wait and, I don't know, mount a strike when the mountain's not expecting it anymore, something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't know how they'd be able to do something like that, but something tricky. I know what they could do. I'm hoping. Hear me out. Here's a pitch for you. Um, they do the opposite and they feign like they're going to fight the last to defend Luton. And so the mountain rushes an army down there. Really, the army's in fucking Jan Loon and we're storming Ait's house. That's what I would do, me personally. I don't think that's going to happen since you already know what's going to happen. So that's. that's I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember almost anything from this book. So I did not read it. Is it revealed what happens? With this? I don't know, man. All right, we'll see. What to be determined. Listen, I'm. I reserved the right to feed you information, misinformation, <laughs> under the guise of <laughs> not knowing what happens. If you recall, I reserved that right long ago to feed into the conspiracies and the theories because we need to have fun. We do. Aaron, do we actually know what happens already? And I just forgot it. In Liu Kong. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely okay. ongoing. Okay. Yeah, it's still just the the gang war aspect kind of gets. She says she doesn't believe me a little because bit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just saying whatever I he understand. just said I had to have been false because he already knows what's going to happen. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just maybe it's something along that line. I don't know. Who knows? We're on to you, Thomas. That's okay. I'm on to myself. <laughs> just so, like stay on Woon. Woo. Hey, now. So Shay and Woon have another steamy mage outsets. They just can't help it after emotionally charged moments. Heavy they gotta. They gotta be t- he loves to yeah, fucking touch Yeah, they're kind of like teenagers because they're not like, you know, ripping their clothes off. They're like, I mean, I guess she was shot. They're trying bit, to, but the Tate's a little longer because they're, like, they're awkward. Well, they're, they're like around. resisting, but then they're like, ah. They're like, make out. And then we're Christian like, teenagers. No, I can't. He's married. Yep. The Holy Don't Spirit's coming word. in between them. And then, of course, though, like, Hilo just had to arrive in that moment before they could talk it, talk about it, hash things out a little bit, figure out anything. Well, I think it's good because clearly it moves things along mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. Shay probably would have said the wrong thing knowing Shay. Yeah. But I think uh, her getting shot and him being worried and, you know, the trauma of it made them mm-hmm. realize that they wanted to go for it. So, sorry, Kaya. Sorry, girl. There's an interesting bit here where after Hilo dismisses Woon and starts talking to Shay, and she's very angry at first and is like, you don't have to be so rude to him. And there's something interesting to me. I don't know if this is just me kind of in my own head about it. But I feel like Shay, in a lot of ways, hasn't changed her perception on Hilo from Jade City when she comes back. And she falls into those old habits a lot, it seems like, where she just wants to, like, here she resists it, but, like, her initial instinct is always to kind of act in a childish way and lash out towards him and trying to try to hurt him or just react like, ugh, Hilo, get away from me. Like, that's the vibe I get from a lot of it. And then here she realizes, no, he's the pillar. All of this is his business. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, there, there's at least a couple inter- interactions in Shay's head where she's like, she catches herself trying to fall into those patterns, mm-hmm. those old habits. Right. It's just interesting to me that now we're like seven years, well, yeah, six years, 10 months or whatever, removed from her first coming back to Jan Loon, or maybe even seven years at that point, because it, I think we're counting down Hilo's pillarship, but are counting up, whatever. Even back then, though, it felt like she had a better grasp on the fact that they're not the children that they were when they were fighting all the time. You mm-hmm. know, like she reflects on that a lot more back, like in in Jade City, and here she seems more impulsive and more wanting to get into that sibling rivalry kind of deal. I might be misremembering that entirely, though, and just attributing it to whatever. But felt it, in retrospect, it feels like that. But yeah, they seem like they're more on mature, equal ground now. And, mm-hmm. you know, Shay's respecting Hilo in his role as the pillar and vice versa. Yeah, it seems like a lot of healing happens this chapter. First with... When in Hilo and then now with Hilo and Shay, they talk it out and that they share some nice brother sister moments where, you know, she's like, he, he died for no reason talking about Ludo. 
And he's like, what if someone said that about you? When If you died in this thing. And then they share a moment of, you're a good weatherman. You're a good pillar. I don't like that she gave, she added a little wartime pillar. Seemed unnecessary in that moment, Shay. But fair enough. Hey, it's harder to be a wartime pillar. So. Good note. I like that. I like that read. But yeah. Let's get into the fucking cool part of this chapter. Wounds on TV, countering to some extent the radio mastery of the Tobins, who are affiliated and now the mouthpiece of the Mountain Clan. Shay still just down bad, despite her hesitation to ask Wound to leave his little wife, just like thinking about his big old paws on her. <laughs> Poppy's paws. And then Kaya shows up and just goes off. And I love every second of it. Good for her. Yep. It sucks for her, but I'm glad she stood up for herself. Mm-hmm. I just love the way that Fonda captured this just because it's like, I don't know, we've all been in that moment where we know we've fucked up and then someone is like telling us off mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, and you're like, I, yeah. Uh, I do. And like the this. way she's like, I hate the sound of my own voice in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like everything yeah. you say is wrong. It's just like, and you know, you're wrong and you're just like, uh, I'm just gonna have to take this one on the chin. Yeah. And she's like <laughs> kind of half ass defending herself, like, oh, I was dying, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. <laughs> and I was listening to the audiobook and mm-hmm. I said the line, you can fuck off and die before he said I like knew she was gonna oh, say really? it. That's yeah. awesome. That's, I like, said yeah, it was really cool. fuck off and die. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I totally had a different reaction to that. I thought she was gonna offer a clean I, blade. Even knowing that what happened, because this like obviously it's awesome, so I remembered that. I I still for a second was like, is she about to duel her? No, Kaya's not trying to die. Mm. Well, yeah, but still, Kaya's not as green as my, Shay. So it was a split second, like yeah, fought because obviously it's like the next just because sentence, of the, but usually when you get a a name, full name, title like that, it is something dramatic, yeah. Which this is too. And I could totally see it being a, I know you're not actually going to fight me, so you're going to take some disrespect in denying a duel. And I thought that's what she was angling towards. Like, totally in that split second. But yes. Bef- I like the fuck off and yes. die. <laughs> Before I read out that last quote, unless, Aaron, you want to read it out, which you feel free, but... Do we think there's any chance in any hell that Woon or Shay would have made a definitive, like, let's be together move otherwise? No. I did them a favor. But in the mm-hmm. same part, she released herself from the entire mm-hmm. situation, which was good. But yeah, she did yeah. do them a favor. She's the only one with any balls. Yeah. Nothing good but job, Kaya. We stand our new queen, Kaya. We'll probably never hear from her again. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, she's single. Who do we set her up with? I heard Tar is looking for a new girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think she wants to get her throat. I think cut. she might be. She might also be a little too fiery for him. <laughs> Aaron, can you read the last quote, Twitch? 
Call Shaylin's son, weatherman of no peak. You can fuck off and die, bitch. Just bars. I also added bitch. (laughs) It's perfect. (laughs) It's so good. Now drop your mic. And now, my intrepid friends, we are on chapter 12. A new job. Barrow, the human cockroach is at it again. Or at least the strange luck of the gods he has on him is. After being arrested on some vandalism charges and spending a few days in jail, he is recruited by the Espenian military intelligence forces to spy on Belovni, who is revealed to be a member of an elite Etanian jade-infused special forces group. Although initially hesitant, once he is offered 1,000 Thaliers a month for his services, he starts sending another tune and quickly agrees to be part of this venture. Classic Barrow. Good job, Barrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but classic Barrow. Malovny is one of those jade powder drinking motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, that was really so, interesting. Yes. Quickly, before we get into that, there's a couple other interesting tidbits, I think. Obviously, Classic Barrow, Ben alluded to, blaming things on bad luck when he's just being an idiot. And then... Yeah. Yeah, Barrow's just kind of... He's not going to change. Can't get the girl. Yep. The Espenians have clearly been keeping tabs on Barrow for a while. At least that's the implication I got from this. And I was curious, how long are we thinking he's been under surveillance? That weird... Seems like the better part of a year, at least. Mm-hmm. Like around a year, maybe. Well, didn't he do the spray paint job like two years ago? I think it was... I don't think it was quite that long ago. The one at the casino he works at? Yeah. Yeah, I think I yeah. think they say it was about a year ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah. A little then. over. Okay. I was... I um, bet since he started probably, going to these meetings. Yeah, probably since he joined the clanless... Clanless yeah. future movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not to lie, I was trying to sow misinformation with that question. <laughs> not gonna get it. You didn't fall for it. You did not. You were on it. Yeah. So, but regardless, it seems to be that it's been since before Malovny showed mm-hmm. up. So I wonder if one of the other members, one of the the other three that were there when he joined, if they're rats of some mm-hmm. sort, spies. Could be. What do we think about the fact that the Espenian military officials were able to not only find out Barrow was taken into custody, but have him handed over to them by Cantonese police? Some corruption shit is running deep, and I don't know what direction or well, <laughs> it's coming or going. They're probably just handing but. him wads of cash. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we don't need this fucking jadeless twat. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just. That's fair. I think it's just another sign of like the how entwined like Espinia and the Espinian military is, the Kakanese government and mm-hmm. administration, et cetera. Yeah. And how they're sort of being accepted now. Because I find it yeah. Hard to believe that the police would risk something like that a couple of years ago. I just think Barrow's small apples, so it's not like they're releasing a yeah they're probably like who gives a fuck yeah it's like who cares he's mm-hmm. just a low-level street rat right. i don't buy that that's a and if the the clans were super worried about the planless future movement they would stomp it out so they're just like yeah whatever right okay okay 
And then like one of you alluded to, I think Aaron, Barrow's basically only still going to these meetings because he's trying to pick up the hot chick, Emma. <laughs> which which <laughs> honestly, love that for him. <laughs> you know, maybe don't Get harass don't harass her, but you know, good decent motivations. It sounds like it's not going well. Though. I love how he's it's like not. I think she's gonna I think she's coming around. I, I think, think she's coming like, around. She's gonna I'm gonna wear her down for sure. Yeah. She's she hasn't told me to die yet, so I'm not confident that his speaking skills has gotten any better from the last time we saw him interact but PJ, with PJ, he's young and ugly. And therefore, yeah. interesting. He's not so young anymore. <laughs> I have a hard time, yeah, seeing his appeal to the. Well, he's bitter. Yeah, he's about to have some appeal because he's going to be fucking rich. He's about to be rich. Yep. Yeah, that's true. All right, we get the reveal that Malovny is special forces, Malovny. which I feel like name like that he had to be. Yeah, but it's even more fucking intense because. Ejitan's got these evil experiments with Abukai woman do- women going on, trying to create the resistance to Jade. So that's fucked up and just pretty casually revealed Tech to us. Slaves? Not ideal. Yeah, I love that. Fucking Ejitan, do better. And then they're feeding the results of these experiments and enslavement, ground paid, ground Jade powder and shine, and creating like super soldiers essentially and they're giving them to babies and sometimes the babies die yeah that was quite interesting they were saying that like they were like stealthier because of this because they're not wearing shade but at the same mm-hmm. time it's like they still have a jade aura maybe it's not as distinct maybe it's more and i didn't inward. really think it was that big of a deal like if you could see or not see someone's jade Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Espanian kicking yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I was just it's like, almost how like, stealthy actually is he? Maybe there isn't an aura. I, well, Do we know that I there's an aura? I feel like that's a good question. I don't know if they bring it up. He might not have an aura. I don't know if we know. That's, yeah. I, w- I was just assu- I was making an assumption there, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Jan Loon, at least, it would still be pretty stealthy just because there's any number right. of green bones on the street. And so when you see, you know, it could be the three people behind him and no one would suspect the guy that doesn't really. That is true, I guess. And then he also, yeah, he looks like a foreigner. So and he's not mm-hmm. actually wearing outward jade. So they probably he would not be like the first person you'd think of if he was around other jade people. It's also just mm-hmm. like. I am confused. Why not just give them jade? I know they said they had like the low quality jade. So <laughs> grinding right. it up helps they somehow and it keeps them easier to like control make, stretching it out yeah and it because they have to be constantly doped with it, it makes them easier to yeah. control but it just seems like a little bit fucked up just to be fucked up on the part of the Edutanians. yeah i can't imagine we're far off from having literal bane with like <laughs> that's the, what i would like <laughs> the tanks. tubes of I feel like... shine SN1 <laughs> or shine and jade pumping through them. Isn't like that always the thing with fake drugs? It's better to inject it or like not, you know, like in Limitless, they melt it down at the end and inje- he starts injecting it instead of just taking it orally, right? That's like the whole thing yeah, that unlocks I think you're everything. So stick it up your asshole. It's going to hit faster that way. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
Let's get on this, Ititan. Stop making him eat the... Also, what do we think jade powder tastes like? I would say bad. Mm. Probably Browns bitter. Rocks. Are they eating the jade powder? Did it's it say like they're eating capsules. it? Or? Okay. Yeah. They're ingesting. Okay. Yeah. They really should be boofing it. <laughs> I don't know that that's the answer, but thank you, PJ and Aaron. You're welcome. I would like them... Mm-hmm. I like the Bane idea best of our propositions just for the memes, but I think, you know, we get into dicey copyright law there. So if we got to eat it, we can eat it. Here's my final offer, though. What if, like, the, the Breaking Bad guy whose name I'm forgetting, they just fucking Breaking Bad pop guy. it with a knife, snort it, the whole tight, tight, tight. We need oh, it. Oh, what is his name? Tuco? Yeah, yes. Tuco. How do we anticipate Barrow the super spy? Where do we think that's heading? <laughs> I think he's gonna stumble through it and somehow not die. He's gonna start getting cocky. Again, I mean, I fair. Feel like. I feel like that's <laughs> kind of a cheat answer from you, though, Aaron. <laughs> Very truthful. I think he's gonna fall back into Jade. Like Jade fever. He's gonna fall back into Jade's I would embrace. Agree. Like, somehow I think he's gonna like start making bad mistakes again, like get caught up in status and that kind of stuff. Okay. Trying to get his hands on it. Do you think he's somehow as right. a means of getting closer to Malovny too, and closer to Emma potentially? Like, okay, this is the only thing that he has in his life that's like unique and cool, and he's gonna have money. But the only thing he knows to use that money for is more Jade. <laughs> so we'll see. Do you think Maybe he also take starts Emma on a date? Aw, hmm. Do you think he also starts using the ground up jade powder? Or just that he's after jade studs again? I could see him doing That's powder. Question. Yeah. He's going to start snorting some jade. Pull on McConaughey and True Detective. He's just infiltrating the drug circles. I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. It is. Yeah. I mean,. Obviously, there's the implication that it's just cannon fodder from the Aspenians sending Barrow to spy on literally an actual super spy and dangerous military asset. But but maybe Barrow's kind of so unimposing that he could be su- successful. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe, Probably. maybe Barrow will walk up to Malovny and be like, hey, they're paying me to spy on you. Do you want to make another deal? Double dip. <laughs> yeah. God, he's so fucking stupid that he'll probably do something like that, huh? I don't know. Maybe it'll work out. You tell me. Yeah. We touched on it a little bit, but what do we think Rich Barrow is going to be like? I guess we got we got a little taste of Rich Barrow back when he was a shine dealer extraordinaire, but now he's going to be, I think, even a level up from that. Insufferable, mm. I think, is the first <laughs> word that I comes to mind. I think he'll buy lots of, like, pimped out clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little gold chain going on. Not going to be smart about it. Little silk shirt unbuttoned all the way. Gold chain going on. Yeah. Is he going to try to buy friendship from people? Hmm. Does he buy himself a monkey? (laughs) Oh, he's going to buy himself a monkey. (laughs) Monkey man. Honestly, if you're in this world and they have those specially trained monkeys who do everything for you, why wouldn't you if you suddenly come into exorbitant wealth? Because they can rip your face off. (laughs) That's just true. These are special. You just give them soda and they're fine. They like the uh, watermelon soda. 
I will say Jan Loon has just some wonderful sounding sodas. I know I was out on it. Yeah, in Jade War I was out, but I feel like they're probably pretty light. You know, watermelon soda, not for me. I don't like watermelon, but I like the weirdness of it. I'm still in Mm -hmm. on the mango. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Angel soda. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. All right. That's chapter 12 for us. If there are no further comments, we will move on to chapter 13. No secrets. Seventh year. We did it. Sixth month. (laughs) Didn't do it. The chapter opens in the (laughs) aftermath of Nito being teased about his mother's death by his friends. And he tells Wen about this. Hearing this, Hilo resolves to tell Nito the truth of his mother's death. Before we didn't aside, before the revelation, we didn't aside about how he and Wen forced Shay and Woon out of their own heads and into an engagement. And then we pick back up with Hilo and Nito on a solo trip to get some fried bed, fried bed, fried bread, and share some truths. Hilo tells Nito about his parents, how his mother left Lon and attempted to steal Nito from the family, and they share an emotional embrace in the aftermath of the revelation of her death. So I guess based on our earlier conversations, this line's going to be out of line to you all. I thought this was a weirdly touching chapter. It felt gross to me. That's I fine. I think it's okay to say it's touching, but I agree. Like It just felt manipulative to me of a child, and I did not love that aspect of it. I feel like I might just give Hilo too much benefit of the doubt when it comes to the manipula- manipulation stuff. Yeah, I... I feel like I would have rather, I, I don't know, I guess since some people know and the rumors are spinning about, he can't just straight up lie about mm-hmm. it. But he's kind of like, oh, I was going to tell you one day. I guess today's the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like, oh, I need to tell him the truth. But it's not like, I don't know. It's a It's a truth spun to make him look like He's not just murdering mothers just I don't so that he can have possession of a kid the way he wants to. It is much closer to the truth than I was expecting. It I would I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I don't think he's consciously spinning it. I think it's the truth as he believes it to be. It's just he has his I do I did perception of Yeah. I I started going down that road by the end of the chapter as well. I was like, this is just kind of how Hilo thinks about it like she did betray the clan it kind of all crystallized when Nico was like sorry that my mom you know betrayed the clan and I hope I don't betray the clan and like I could see how Hilo had that thought process that she really did deserve to die that she was spared originally by Lon right right yeah like she had a death sentence the minute she cheated on Lon Mm-hmm. In Hilo's eyes. Yeah. And then Lon parted her, and then Hilo did as well. And he's like, right. I gave her, I gave her every opportunity. Right. And so he, like, yeah. So it feels less manipulative in that because of that. And it just feels more like this is kind of fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as just like the thought process in the first place is all fucked up. So it's more kind of like a nurture situation where this is just like how they all grew up and this is what they accept as their culture and mm-hmm. what they live in. And in that light, you're like, okay, this is kind of, yeah, I can see this as kind of a 
touching, truthful, surprisingly truthful conversation with an eight year old mm-hmm. <laughs> about murdering your mom. Yeah. But it's the- still pretty crazy. <laughs> it's still pretty yeah. wild. I mean, it, just, it is. And it really shows how like fucked up their upbringings all are. I know. And that's just, that is the biggest thing to me that it's mm-hmm. just like, Jesus, these kids, like so many stories about murder and death and just like how ingrained they are with this. Like that is just, that's bad. It can't be Sometimes good. we have to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that mm-hmm. when he's just like, yeah, I didn't want to do it, but sometimes I do have to kill people when I don't want to. And, and you will, and you will too. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess looking at it in this light, I don't know if it's not, like, I I don't know if I can get behind saying it's not manipulation. Mm -hmm. Right. But it it definitely has a lot of sort of deep-rooted indoctrination Mm -hmm. built into it. Like, he's getting getting Nico to really, really buy into this ideology. And... Yeah, so man, that's a that's a hard one to <laughs> to parse like as far as the morality of it goes because if this is what they truly truly believe, can I fault him for passing that on to his child? Right. Yes. <laughs> despite disagreeing with that, that yeah. line yeah. of thinking but entirely. Like, but I don't yeah. I don't think bad. he's out it's of line wrong. for his culture though. Like, Shay reacts badly, but it doesn't seem like anyone else is like, that was fucked up. Granted, we don't have a lot of exposure mm-hmm. to it, and clearly the UNs were talking about it, if the kids know about it. But, right. like, we haven't and gotten an like, outright, like, hey, that was... There There could have been a solution where he didn't have to murder everyone. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Here's here's where I come down on it, and why. It's just like, in Katon, one of the worst offenses is theft. And so even if it's not the right way to analyze it. Stealing a child has to be worse. That's how Hilo and it seems like the clan would think about this. They're stealing the air, especially because Rue turns out to be a stone eye. And so I think, especially as you already touched on, in a way she already was pardoned from a death sentence before this. I think that's, it's sort of just like black and white in this culture. Yeah, it was like really gross yeah. to me when it started, but by the end of it, I kind of came around to that. Mm-hmm. Not the, came around to it being okay or anything like that, but just like kind of came around to having an understanding of like she was already in his eyes, like should have been killed mm-hmm. for her previous transgressions. And so then she basically commits another transgression, which I see it's just like her trying to live her life with her son yeah. <laughs> and not get murdered <laughs> and not have him be a part of gang warfare, which Jesus I think is crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there she, yeah, listen, but I can see how Hilo can be also be like that's his destiny, is mm-hmm. or like you know, he's part of this family, like that's what we do, type of thing, and like it's an honorable. It's like an honor to be a part of this. Like we have a legacy and a responsibility to our family, to this country to carry on like this Mm -hmm. situation. I still feel like someone would be able to like get to Nico and be like, 
Isn't that fucked up that your uncle killed your mom? I mean, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still admitted to murdering his mom. Yeah, he's eight. Which yeah. Is tough. yeah. He's eight right now. So who yeah. knows how he internalizes this as he ages or even right. tomorrow. Right. And he just already seems like a very troubled child. So, <laughs> yeah. A little, a little weird. <laughs> I think this would be less of a problem if we weren't seeing more integration of other societies into KCON with the Espenian influence mm-hmm. and like all of the interconnectedness going on. We're going to be, ex- he's going to be more exposed to other ways of thinking mm-hmm. that he wouldn't be if it was strictly right. Kekanese customs. So the non, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if this had happened like 20 years before, a probably wouldn't even it'd be a non-issue for any, it, literally everybody, and B there would be no opportunity for it to become an issue because it would be the only culture they were exposed to, right? And if they like, I, like I would have less of an issue with it if the children aren't weren't already just exposed to a ton of violence and violent story members <laughs> and, and stories and just like mm-hmm. they've already well, experienced a ton of violence. Like I don't know. Well, it's so, those damn video games. I think you're thinking like our culture where they have a choice where yeah. it's like and to an extent they do, you know, and then eventually chose a different path. Rue can't be a green bone. But it seems like maybe it's like, it's, it's, it's very just, like it's just part of the family. Medieval. So you have to yeah. expose them. To, yeah. Like yeah. you have a role. You have to like you have to become a knight. You have to become. Yeah. Yeah, like um, a screen in this is, case, you know, yeah. part of a war at 10 years old or whatever, 12 years old. The part to me that felt manipulative, and again, I don't know if it was consciously so on Hilo's part where he was like, I'm going to trick the kid with this, but it, you know, definitely manipulates him, is when Hilo is like, after Nito asked if his mother was such a bad person that she had to be killed, and he does the whole, you know, not everybody is bad, they can just do bad things. And then. He says, if she had taken you away, you would have never known me or your ma or your uncles or aunts or your brother or sister or cousins. You would never even know who your real father was. You'd never go to the academy or become a dream bone. Would you have wanted that? And it's like to all the points. Of course, he doesn't want that. All he knows is the dream bone. Yeah, right. Because they got him young enough. It's like, that's not a point in your favor, Hilo. Yeah, I would agree with PJ is that this whole thing just comes off like very indoctrinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple fun things, I guess, before that, which is obviously, I feel like we didn't really have a choice but to jump right into that section. The Horn has a lot of kids, Juen, Wen, Hilo have three kids, all similar ages, just running around causing mischief. I like that. That sounded kind of heartwarming to me, getting into some little misadventures, leaving their toys Big all over family. the place. Mm-hmm. A lot of little rascals running around. Pretty cute. Again, casting it, like, you know, Ike all alone, Mountain, or the No Pete up and coming, a lot of family vibes. Mm-hmm. It also is hopefully setting up a big, close knit class mm. or yeah, like, set of like Greenbone students mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah, like another generation of that same kind of fam- familial bonds. Mm hmm. The legacy, if you will. Mm-hmm. We also see Wen and Hilo still working on their relationship. 
Again, I touched on this, and it's like a sign of growth and in stark contrast to how easy everything seemed to be for them early in the relationship, uh, they're just working and, you know, because they're still in love. And again, so much better than the start of the book. We were in a bad place. Yeah. And there's also the confrontations, which we only get one side of, but Woon and Shay, just so fucking awkward, perfect for one another. <laughs> Hilo confronts Woon. When is tasked with confronting Shay? We don't really know how that went down, obviously. Woon and Shay are engaged, happy for him. And there's like a funny bit here with what ends up being a pretty heavy chapter where Hilo's basically like, you gotta marry my sister, like, get the fuck out of here. And Woon yeah. still is like, can I, Hilo Jen, can I have your <laughs> blessing? And He's Hilo's like, like yeah, of course. Jesus Christ, yes. I just said yeah. that. Hey, I'm glad it's yeah. finally happening. Maybe Shay will finally have a boyfriend have that a good man betray her to foreigners. What do you think? I know from the description. Oh, don't even talk about it. Woon is like this big dude. Oh, okay, that's fine. But everything about the way he interacts makes him seem so like scrawny and timid and like little. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay. okay, so my last two things. Number one, quick, easy, painless here. Fried bread needs some. Just need it in my life. Love fried bread. Any form. It's British, right? Mm-hmm. No idea. I mean, fried breads. Well, like in English, breakfast, fried dough. They do fried bread. Oh, really? Yeah. They just did toast. It's fried bread, beans, a... blood sausage. Come on, Jamie. Guys. Can we pull that up? I've never had an English breakfast. I thought that was toast. Yeah, we're American. Yeah, same. Fried here. bread, guys. Eggs. They just call it fried bread. Eggs. Yes. No, it but is it's toast. It's fried bread. Is it just bread with butter that they put on the griddle? Yeah. You're doing a bit? That's No, toast. they call it fried bread. Oh, okay. Well, it's toast. And they eat literal beans. We're talking about, <laughs> I think, more like a donut. I think it's just like fried dough. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about Krispy Kreme? Something like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> this kind of bread, like a, a somewhere between a donut and like a funnel cake. And I want oh, it. Oh, I love funnel cakes. They make me feel so sick. Cause I eat the whole thing. <laughs> Been there. Been there, sister. And then mm-hmm. finally, back on a serious note. What do we think the lasting impacts on Nico are gonna be? Nico just seems destined for darkness. Gonna be like a, a like former tar. child star. Yeah, he's just I don't know, he's got too many things going on already. He's very thoughtful and thinking about a lot of stuff and a lot of Seeing trauma. Reading comic books. That's problematic. Yeah, I just feel like... That's where all the violence mm-hmm. comes from. He's, Probably video, it's games, video games. It's not Tar. He's going down an Anakin Skywalker path to me. Hmm. Not just the women. Yeah. The children, too. That up. There, there was a comment that I felt had a good relevance to Andon, hmm. and it was Hilo saying that children aren't destined to become their parents mm. and they can learn from their mistakes and be better. PJ, that's just a I, brilliant point. Yeah. I feel like that's going to backfire. I don't, I don't have anything deeper to go from there and connecting it to Nico specifically. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read that read is like ironic. Maybe he can be better than, I mean, it's got to be Hilo is his 
adoptive father like is hopefully that's what he's saying is he can be better than Hilo too but directly talking about Amy yeah I saw that as having a lot of irony to it and that I feel like Nico's not going to become like Hilo and not going to become like make and is going to like break away just because like I don't know. He was saying he's not going to be like his his mom, and that was his point. But I feel like there's just going to be, I don't know, some dramatic irony to that situation where he ends up not being what he was expecting. Mm-hmm. All righty. Chapter 14. Green turning black. The seventh year, eighth month. Tar finally snaps, and Hilo waits late one night, early one morning, to his brother-in-law, distraught and nearly beyond comprehension. Hilo rouses his horn, Juen, and three fists, including and in former classmate Lo Chin, and goes to his pillar man. They find him toted in blood and wounds, and after sending him back to the tall estate, find Ian Rowe, a senior fist, Tar's fiance, mutilated in Tar's apartment. Hilo heads home to deal with his brother-in-law, but finds himself unable to execute Tar, instead exiling him. Retiring from the emotional night, he returns to his bedroom, finding Wen waiting for him, and in a very like emotionally charged exchange, makes her his pillarman. Just horrific. <sighs> no way around it. Very, very slasher filmy. They just- Come on, Tar. They just... I was actually hoping that we would kill Tar after this. Like, I was hoping for a Tar murder. I don't think we should leave him out in the wilderness. He needs some, like, serious medical attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's the weird something that'll forever stick with me is the description of Uh, the blood going tacky. mm, Yeah. Thanks for reminding us. That it kind of gives the implication, like, a little bit of time had passed, right? Or at least that the fight had been going on for a while. It, took, it was a, a yeah. Long I don't think fight, she I died guess. easily. Yeah, right. it sounds like they had we a do know that for sure. Real knockdown drag out. Yeah, it's just. I mean, she was going to be the first fist, so she's a badass or was a badass fighter, and fucking Tar's pretty beat up. Andon doesn't even know if he should even bother healing him halfway because he's like he's probably going to get fucking executed. Right. So he he doesn't like fully heal him. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't know how much to do (laughs) because of the implication. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so obviously Tar, what, three chapters ago, we learned he's green going black. And he never really had his marbles together to begin with. Losing Kane only further made him untether. Hilo realizing fucking way too late that he's been relying on him too much to do even further and further bloody work but are we surprised that he snapped and did something like this this is just like seems, seems like to me even next level for a while okay i mean the yeah. most likely person to kill you is your partner so mm. there is that i was not surprised murder of passion mm-hmm. it's just which you know tar's normally a cold-blooded killer so <laughs> this isn't really his mo i guess <laughs> fair enough but we're okay I guess that, made, that makes sense I guess I was kind of asking 
from a meta, is that the right, like a meta point of view, that are we surprised this happened too? Because it's just like so fucked up. Yeah, there was a couple things this week that surprised me. Like, I didn't expect the Six Hands Unity Clan thing to go, to go sideways south. immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To break. <laughs> and then, yeah, I yeah. did think, like, I did see this coming from Tar, but I didn't see it coming so quickly from mm-hmm. Tar. Like, they were obviously alluding to the green going black, and I thought that was going to, like, you could And there were signs, I mean, like, yeah, him torturing not, that guy. Him not sinking. Yeah. Skinny Reeves and cutting him up. Yeah. So, like, I could saw this coming from him, but yeah, it, it did surprise me how quickly it was. Where it's just like, I felt like Kilo in the middle of the night getting the call that, like, this happened and just being like, caught off guard by the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I, I would have expected to see some more of that, like, really, really brutal clan retribution mm-hmm. stuff coming on and, like, getting some bad media attention mm. and like that being the catalyst first. Yeah. And then maybe evolving into something intimate and like personal. I, I don't think I was really expecting it to jump straight from clan business overseas to just this. <laughs> yeah. But we're seeing huge time jumps too. So who knows what has happened that hasn't been depicted. Mm. And clearly, people were worried. Yeah. yeah. Wayne was worried. Andon was I worried. I guess I, that's a good point. It's been like six months since the previous chapter or whatever. Yeah. Seven months. Even Hilo so. was worried. He just figured things would work themselves out. Yeah. In a peaceful way. He was like, I'll just give, you know, like, take it easy. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We get an Andon and Lope mention, just kind of chilling, shell shot together. Good to see him back together. But they're like standing on opposite sides Not of the to each other. staircase. Yeah. <laughs> Another, I mean, you know, Andon, he's grown a lot. I think obviously in Jade City, he was even more awkward than Shay. Now he is much less awkward than Shay usually. Little throwback vintage moment for our guy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something more comes from there. You, sh- you ship it? I'd like to see him. Absolutely. Okay. We have since the first book. I don't know. Lo's a little too mean. Maybe Andon will soften him up. And just want Andon with a nice, just a nice boy. That's all I want for our guy. Yeah. He's a sweet boy. And then ultimately, you know, Hilo confronts Tar. Tar's like, can I see the kids one more time? They walk through the estate to a more private part. Hilo has to support him as they stumble around. And Hilo goes to execute Tar. It's the only thing to do, but is unable to. And reels when Tar offers to do it himself and ends up exiling him. Yep. Was that surprising to you guys? I thought Hilo would have killed him and then had to like answer to win, you know? Mm-hmm. It surprised me that Hilo didn't like do what was necessary, basically. Yeah, I was very surprised by that too. Because Hilo normally seems well, like, like mm-hmm. he's willing to do what he's supposed to do for the clan. Mm-hmm. And for Tar specifically, this feels like a worse fate. Yeah, yeah I don't that. think it's gonna this, go well for him. That's true. Tar well, has nothing, and he's like a little crazy, and now he's not gonna mm-hmm. have his jade. Yeah, no, so he's, he's gonna 
be like yeah, with, go through withdrawal. withdrawal. Okay. The the reason I asked is because, and this is definitely just because it was a reread. In the previous chapter, Nico's like, doesn't it bother you when you have to kill people, basically? And Hilo's like, mm-hmm. you know, I just got to do what I got to do. And then now he's unable to. But he says he yeah. does feel bad when it's people he knows. Mm-hmm. That was so. interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I think Tar is going to be a problem. <laughs> So I think For we're gonna no regret peak? not not killing him. Yeah, I think okay. he's gonna like go like fuck with the mountain or something and like start another go street on, like war a suicide or mission or something. Like try to redeem yeah. himself. Yeah. No, okay. I think, like to go. Yeah, like Ben said, a suicide mission. Like, oh, I'll go down swinging. Try to take out. Yeah, right, like he offered. Yeah. Okay, I could see that too. That's a good idea. But I think it's going to backfire. Yeah. (laughs) And like actually be bad for the clan. I know we've leaned pretty heavily on the media aspect of things as well. But if the mountain catches wind of this exile, like look at what sort of monster No Peak has turned loose. Hilo, soft on prime. Mm. Bad for the economy. (laughs) I do. I want the pillar attack ads. That's nets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Extreme liberal, call Hilo. All right. So, make when Pillarman of No Peak. I like that for her. Love it. I'm a little worried. She can't handle it? I think she might need a little more time. I don't know. She's Maybe a lot stronger. Be... It seemed like she was progressing pretty good. Yeah, but, you know. Maybe it'll help her. Yeah, maybe it'll give her purpose. I hope so. And I think also Hilo made it pretty clear that he's not happy with the direction that the Pillarman position has been mm-hmm. going recently. So he's hoping to change it, and I think he'll cha- make those changes with her capabilities in mm-hmm. mind. Like I don't think she, I don't think he's going to throw her into something that she's not ready for. I think this will be a pretty tailor made position. Yeah, it's back to tradition capabilities and it seems like a long overdue acceptance that they're not in the street war anymore but like we're at this more political war we gotta play things differently we don't need secret assassin guys Mm -hmm. but that's all i have on this chapter and this week great anything else to chew on down (laughs) yeah it was a lot of downs i like just for how fucking nuts this is, it's it's only like sixty one chapters in the ebook at least, or sixty one chapters, sixty one pages. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's a yeah, lot going sure. on emotionally, fucking intense as per usual. Got some and, building mm-hmm. chapters. Yeah, we have a tall task this week, even compared to usual. Who won the week? Womb Poppy. Mm. He got divorced and married in the same week. He's fucking, he's got a bad bitch. Pretty much. Fumbled (laughs) one bad bitch, acquired another. (laughs) Um, Wynn did pretty good, too. Wynn had a pretty good week, too. Yeah. Other than her brother murdered somebody. (laughs) Wynn doesn't Wynn have a good week, though. I know. That's true. She's she's the best. Well, she's had a few bad ones. Maybe, like, she's had... She's been attacked, 
you know, she's been, she's had setbacks, but like, just from like a me admiring her slash perseverance standpoint, she just fucking crushes it. Like, even when she got murdered temporarily, she went out stoic as hell. And we got Andon trained as a green bone going out fucking freaking out. Mm-hmm. That's true. When's just cool. That's I'm just, I'm too true. close to this situation because I love her. <laughs> now Sven had a pretty good week. Also, when does he have a bad week? I don't know. That's a monster. Fair. He's fucking creepy. Don't like him. I don't hate him. No, I mean, I, I meant like he's a monster, like in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I think Barrow got a job. I think Barrow won the week. Barrow probably did win the week. He's starting to get paid. <laughs> Thousand three Well, he hasn't gotten paid yet. I'm, I'm voting mm. for Wound Poppy, but okay. Do you think Wound Poppy finally got his rocks off? <laughs> God, yeah. How many years has he been waiting for that? Woo-wee. Creepy. Kaya got to. I, I don't think. I think she let some stuff out. I think she won. <laughs> I think she gave up. She won our hearts, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, because who won the wheat isn't like who we fucked with the most in a given week. It is, I know I asked this like every other episode, but it is who on paper did the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if it is who we fucked with the most this week, it might be Kaya. Just for the, you can fuck off and die. But that is a wrap for now. Next week is our third episode, and we will be tackling chapters chapters the first interlude through chapter 20 nice there we go let's see how do we want to do go for it (laughs) which one i can just kind of run through yeah and i'll do the review the semantics that's good so that is where we're going to leave you for this week as always thank you to tim and andrew for helping us keep the show going Check out the links in the show notes, or you can find our schedule, Patreon, previous episodes, websites, social media accounts, Ben's really, really cool video editing skills, <laughs> all, all that stuff in one convenient location. Social media accounts are Words Whiskey Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit, Words and Whiskey Show at gmail.com, patreon.com forward slash Words and Whiskey which you can join our two new patrons of which are named James is me in the bartender tier and flood as a mythologist. Really cool stuff. You can check all that out. Don't forget. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Oh, welcome. And don't forget to rate and review us five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll strip you of your jade and exile you hmm. we won't like it though we'll be upset we'll about be upset it. about it we'll be pretty torn up i went We've soft too many week. brothers I didn't recently we'll you know murder you and cut yeah. your throat i was hoping that was, that was a little you would say much. we'll show up to your place of work and tell you to fuck off and die <laughs> well only if you deserve it yeah yeah we'll deserve it <laughs> <laughs> or no you'll deserve you'll it. deserve it if you don't give us five stars <laughs> there you go. do you guys want to run through your social media stuff no, no thank you <laughs> no <laughs> Fuck you know, who needs more followers at well, this point <laughs> <We're> <laughs> needs yeah, it. we got them all 
Well, in that case, thank you all for your support and for listening. We will see you next week. We'll see you when we see you. Bye. Bye. Heard some whiskey.